Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast. We're like the sex ed you wish you got. And then some. Pussy, pussy. It's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. What is up, Clitorati? As you know, in season four, we are putting our asses on the line and exploring sex 3.0, the road to happiness. And we thought it would be a beautiful challenge for each of us in the cast to choose our own path to paradise in the realms of sex, sexuality, and self-care. See what gems we could uncover for all of you fabulous clitorati. Why? Because we love you and we hope this inspires you to embark on your own journey to profound bliss and satisfaction in your own life. So today we are talking to the beautiful, magnanimous Grace. You, If you didn't hear her first episode, go back and check it out. She is going, she is powerfully trailblazing through a separation with her husband and she has three children and she has been so inspiring to all of us to come on and vulnerably share her journey. And so this is part two. And we're very excited to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so great. Yeah, girl. I know you've had a very interesting girl, week. I'm telling you that. So I have this commitment, right? Like, and I've talked to all you guys about it before about you know, a new conversation, like an adult conversation around separation, around creating new partnerships, about transforming families, regardless of how they look. And it's like, it's so near and dear to me and it's so what I'm living, but fuck me if this week hasn't like pushed (laughs) every single button (laughs) where I'm just literally. What's actually Let's get real right off the bat, girl. There's a life that's kicked in. Oh, well, life has always kicked in. And I like, as I like to say, just because you wear it well doesn't mean it ain't heavy. But um, Mm -hmm. this week was an interesting week in multiple directions. I traveled a lot for work. I'm I'm, like, my company is going super well. I needed somebody to like watch the kids. Like, and my assumption was that he would be available, right? (laughs) Like, it's just like, oh, we have shared children. You'll be available. Wasn't like, wasn't, I was like, that was the first part. I was like, Hmm, that's interesting. Why wasn't he, he available? He said that he had work, but it was like, it's not like, Oh, I have work and I'm going to help you in this room. It was just like, literally like, no, like, no, I'm not available, but I'm available for the weekend when you're away, but not during the week. So even just that, like, like, I just want to get the logistical world of what that means for me. Right. Which is the first time I've had to do it so like welcome to the world of the world that you don't fucking know so like instead of just like getting up and going and leaving the house in whatever state of disarray it was like I, a friend of mine took and, and she's like my American mom so I love her but she took three days off work to come and take care of the kids and then I had to make sure that like my room was fucking wow. clean and the sheets were clean and you know like it was just this whole level of work before that. Whereas, you know, like if he was coming to stay, it would just be like, whatever. So that was like the first part. 
Then he has a new girlfriend who is really sweet and awesome. And I, I actually genuinely really enjoy her. But this week was like a social media like bombardment. And we haven't been separated for that fucking long, as you know. And so... How long have you been separated? I think you moved out three months ago after like we've been married 15 years. So we'll be, we'll be like, it's fresh in the fresh world of fresh, fresh, like so fresh that we haven't told everyone fresh. Yeah. So you were married for, you were married for 15 years. You've been separated for three months and I'm just going to put this in because I know it. He's already living with Uh his new girlfriend. Uh, And, and very affectionate on social media, even though you haven't even told yeah. anyone. Yeah, it's been a weird week. You're separated. It's a super weird week. Because what what happens with that, right? And and I get it, right? Like he's proud of her and excited about what's new for him. Um, but the social media world like reaches people that like you maybe haven't remembered to tell. You know? <laughs> like, like, right. like one morning last yeah. week, I for literally sure. woke up to five very deeply concerned messages for my well-being and this is while I'm prepping to go to a show in in Vegas with my company and I'm like motherfucker like oblivion right like oblivion about like what I'm actually managing this week well and everybody also makes their assumptions Mm -hmm. when they see that too so they don't know this girl wasn't the reason you guys broke up so now they might think things that aren't a fact like they oh, put in their own there's injection. so much assumption, right? Like, and especially because um, yeah. we've been telling people, and like you tell people, and then you tell people, and then that person pops up, and you're like, oh, I speak to them like once a year. Yeah, by the way, guys, we separated. And then part of the pain in the ass of separating, I'm not going to lie, guys, is the having to like tell everybody. Like, it's actually a thing. And while I know I don't owe anyone a justification, there is also like a responsibility (laughs) to the people that love you and have loved you for a long time to let them know, like, how this came about. Like, how did, you know, a foreseeable, you know, like Katie said in the intro, like, we look together, like, and we are, like, it's, it's still all that. But like, most people are shocked. It's been a big realization for me, actually, in terms of, um, this journey on season four um, about like being vulnerable with the people that you love and care about. I think I come from like a background where it was like what's what happens in the family stays in the family, and there was a there was sort of like a hope for me that this would like if it didn't go the way that I wanted it to go, well that would be fine. But if it did go a different way, like I don't know, it was just like well this is Yes. Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know how people you know how people like announce like the gender of their baby or like that they're having a baby like we're having a boy. It's almost like you guys should like post a picture and be like we're separated. Oh my Here's god, that's story. like a new thing. Talk about changing the entire conversation around separation. Yeah. Happily, or like, like, um, like Gwyneth Paltrow said, like we are consciously uncoupling, and we're both powerfully choosing it, and we're a team. Just so you know, like because you're dealing with so much backlash of social media, it's like maybe there is maybe there is a fucking way of doing right? this in the new fucking realm of the internet that people didn't used to have 
deal with. Like, maybe you guys should post a <laughs> fucking video. Like, we are consciously uncoupling. We're both empowered around this. And it would say, like, like, I mean, maybe I'm messages, just old school you know? that. Like, like, it's because a bit, like, literally in the last week, I've had to think about it. So I'm totally open to suggestions because it's not like I'm, I don't want him posting about things in his life that bring him joy. They irritate me because they bring me work. And I'm like, dude, like, stop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen impact. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you're not feeling on his joy. You're actually happy. You're actually genuinely happy for him and you like his new girlfriend. Yeah, but it's just like, it's, it's awkward because... Not and I think knows. like, like I think the other thing is, is, is like, so well, and personally, awkward. like we're talking about our own personal journeys, right? Like what comes up for me a lot in this is like, I, like when my friend texted me that she didn't know, I was like, holy shit, I'm a bad friend. Like this is somebody that's really close to me. Like we've been through some real life shit together, but just in the, because we live on the other side of the planet from each other and lives are busy, like and and there's all the telling of the family and all the managing of the three kids and all of the logistical co-parenting shit. Like it's not an intentional like exclusion, but when she texts me, I was literally left with, oh fuck, like I'm a shitty friend. Like I haven't like kept people up to date with this, which also led me to like another really deep personal discovery, which is like my tendency is to... Uh, like I've always been a cup half full kind of girl. Like, like everything is always working out for me. Life is working out for me. Um, but it's left a lot of people with a lot of shock. Left a lot of people with a lot of impact about our separation. And even though he and I are really good about it and, and that doesn't mean that like, you know, today, like we had this really like tough conversation about, finances and legitimately like navigating the next couple of months together and the impact that we have on each other. Like, cause this stuff doesn't go away, right? Like all my ex-boyfriends, the ones that I didn't have kids with and I wasn't married to, I literally just vanished into the oblivion. Like I never spoke to them again. I didn't have to, I don't care what they think or feel, but like he's different for me. Like he's my co-partner for the rest of my life. And so even though we changed our circumstance and we're genuinely happy for each other and we still mostly love each other, like literally like talking about finances, like, ugh, who wants to do that? Especially with somebody that's like living a totally different life and like, you know, doing other stuff. It's like annoying as fuck. Yeah. I want to hear from, um, Sugar, who's the most newlywed person on the show. Sugar, what are your, what are your thoughts right now? Yeah. Well, one thought is just the immediate, and I feel like I just need to acknowledge it on behalf of everyone. Like what the fuck girlfriend after three months, like living with her already. Um, and then the recent, you know, social media and I get being proud of your new girlfriend. I took a look at, you know, her photos while we were, while I was hearing this on this, you know, chat, I, 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 I get it. And I also get like conscious uncoupling you know, and I really love what you said, Lindsay, like to me, what, you know, I'm really getting from this is just like the impact that people don't even know that they don't even know they're having. And Grace, you know, like you said, I love him and there's, there's work 
And I, I would say that the, the work is having to deal with, you know, maybe it's other, another person's loss of power and their actions or another person's lack of awareness. Like this to me is a common sense. Like how do you not even think to think to fucking text your technically wife still like, Hey, do you mind if I start sharing on social media? Well, I, and I have to be honest, I'm really in like a position because I do have an intimate friendship with Grace's ex. Like he's someone I love very much. And at the same time, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Fuck. Like, have you, Grace, have you had a conversation about, like, have you been straight with him about the impact? Because I know that there's, there's also like other things that we can't really talk about on the show, like, like real, real impacts to your life and your livelihood of, of the actions that he's taking. Yeah. 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 No, we, we had a very, uh, I would say like, I, I really want to avoid, um, because I'm, I'm so committed to, I'm, I'm, I, girls, don't get me wrong. There is so much shit talk that goes on, but like I had a, I had one of my daughter's friends over the other day and she said to me, she's like, my parents can't even be in the same room as each other. And it, it's like, I didn't, my parents are still married. Yeah. And I say to my girls all the time, like, I don't know how to navigate this. I don't, I've never parented anyone through this. Um, I've never been through this as a child. Like sugar last time gave me a huge access to like giving them some freedom about like inflicting a choice on them that they had no say in, which brought a level of freedom. And like, he can, he can do what, he's going to do. And, and the, the thing that I'm committed to is like, is like, how do we elevate this conversation for everyone so that we don't have like 10 year olds showing at my house going like my parents can't even be in the same room as each other. Now look, is he doing shit that makes me want to like flip like the car over, like scratch and key everything that he owns and burn stuff down? Yes. Like I want to throw plates at his actual head. Like like these are not like things that don't hurt me. Like there is a human over here, but there is also a human that's committed to something and committed to something so powerfully, not because I don't <laughs> want to experience my emotions. And, and like all of you are sharing right now, like I share what hurts me with the people that I love and, and that love me. And I'm sure that if he was on the show, he could share about things that I've done that hurt and upset him right? But it's about having like joint integrity. So to answer the question, yeah, we had a really straight conversation the day where I was like, today, after I got back from my multiple days of traveling and I had to deal with another breakdown. And I was like, do you even have any idea of the impact of the communication that came out that I had to deal with around that? And his honest answer was no. And it's, it wasn't done maliciously with an intent to hurt me, but like, it's like, it's just not awareness of, of what that looks like for mm -hmm. uh, the other person. And that's the breakdown in every, you know, family transformation or uncoupling. Like you can't undo what we created together. Like you can't undo 15, actually, ironically enough, my wedding anniversary was on Friday, like 16 years of marriage. You can't undo what we've created together. You can't, undo it for the future. You can't undo it for the past and nor do I want to. Like I look at my girls and I go, I'm grateful for that man every day. And he's doing and being how he's doing and being. 
And that has an impact on me, but like where I, I, and I think this is a cool question for you guys. Like, where is the point? Because this is one of the things that comes up for me. And I think sugar brought it up for me earlier. Like, boundaries like what I'm looking at is like my tendency even on the show is to be like I get it like it's just naturally how I am I have a lot of bandwidth for people I have a lot of uh freedom for how they show up and and not a lot of hurt but like I can see that my lack of expectation or my lack of holding him to his promises caused the trust to just bleed out of our relationship and by the end I couldn't even look at him like I didn't trust him so much I couldn't look at him and I know why he went and found a new girlfriend and she's awesome and lovely and doesn't have any of that impact. But like, like where is the point where we, you know, accept people for how they are and where is the point where we, where we draw the line? And for me, maybe that's been a little blurrier, like, or something that I'm not particularly strong at. Well, yeah, I, just because I do know you, I would say you are, you're, you have the ability to make everyone feel special and amazing in your presence and, and you're a people pleaser, right? And especially in the beginning of your relationship with him, I think you really, you really provided that for him and you provide that for a lot of people. And it's like, how do you now at this point when you don't have to necessarily do that for him, I know you're committed to like a co-parenting relationship, but how do you as a people pleaser set up healthy boundaries for yourself so that you're, you're taking care of you? Because it's so, I know just because I know you, you're so good at taking care of others. And I hear that you're, how do us as people pleasers really dive in and take care of ourselves, especially when we're going through big transitions like this? Yeah. It's interesting because like my occurrence of myself isn't necessarily people pleasing. Like, like I, the, the point that you make, like that's actually how people occur to me. Like he still occurs to me as one of the greatest men I'll ever know. Like, like all of you on this show occur to me, like it's not inauthentic the way that people occur to me. What, what I'm confronted with here is like when people show up, like the way that I see them. It's like a disparity between like how I see them and then what the actual actions of that person are that show up. And yes, yes. And, and that's the part that I think I've been blind to. Like it, it, it has never occurred to me before that like, I just have like this, ongoing generosity and space for people to continue to develop and become who they're becoming. Like, it's not that I don't see him a different way. I just literally am like almost blindsided or was blind to the fact that like his actions say a very different story than the person that I see. And that has caused the impact, right? It's like, I keep believing the who I see them to be when the actions show up and are totally incongruous with that. Hey there, Clitorati, it's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really wanna take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. 
Euphoria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week, and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex, and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So, I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk, and they were an overwhelming yes. So now, you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there, and if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code CLITTALK10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough, so do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. I, you you mentioned kids, and I, I'd really be interested as um, sugar being someone. Sugar, do you have do you have thoughts on this this topic or this conversation that we're having right now? Oh my god, yeah. So I mean, fuck. I feel like I'm reliving uh, in a sense. So um, since I mentioned it every fucking time, might as well mention it again. So I'm 25, um, and and uh, let's see, 12. You know what, sugar? I'm actually a millennial too, so whatever. Yeah, for sure. So let me see. 14 years ago, my parents got divorced. I was 11 years old. Actually, they were separated when I was 11. They didn't illegally divorce till I was 14. And, you know, right away, my dad had uh, uh, a woman in his life. Lovely. You couldn't not like her. Just daisies and just a sweetheart. And but it, for me as a kid, it did feel so soon. And, um, but it was my dad's choice, you know, and my mom didn't quite get, go into it that fast. And she was really like holding down the fort and dad thought he was <laughs> like, let's be real. He, he, mom let him think he was, but she was really holding it down. Um, like most of the days of the week. And dad just, you know, it was, I think what you said, Lindsay, it, what it, I mean, what, I think what you said, Crystal speaks to me a lot here, men and women cope mm-hmm. very differently. So what I've seen in a trend, like not just with my dad, but even in other, I grew up in an era where like every other person's parents were getting divorced. It's such a theme, like, um, that the, that the, the, the man gets into a relationship pretty soon after definitely before the woman. Um, and I think that's, you know, it seems like human nature that that's happening. So it's like yeah. so normal. Uh, but as the kid, yeah, I mean, it felt, it did feel too fast. Like we talk about um, moving slow and our pace in life. I, w- I don't know. I was only 11. I didn't have that much awareness of slow versus fast and pace of life because I only had 11 years on the planet. But I had this feeling like this seems too fast. And that's not true nor false. Right. But I had as a kid to um, adjust to the decision that my dad made. Didn't matter if it was too fast or too slow. That wasn't going to fucking change anything. You know, it just adjusting to the parents' decisions um, and the, the impact it had for on me, honestly, my dad was seeing this woman and um, but he was also seeing other women. And, and my dad, uh, we talk about this now, so I feel comfortable sharing it here. Uh, you know, my dad would show us women on his dating apps. Uh, oh, look who this woman who messaged me. And <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I, How did that make you feel? Well, first of all, it had a Ew. bigger impact on my sister because she thought that she was supposed to look like all those women. And then when she realized she doesn't, she like like had a lot of dysmorphic image issues. Uh, for me, I got the interpretation of like, oh, guys like sexy looking women. 
kind of slutty looking women. So I found myself like actually, if I look, if I look back on it, I definitely followed a trend of like, you know, embodying a more of a promiscuous sexual Mm. presentation. Um, so, but that, that modeling will happen no matter what it is. Right. So, I mean, I don't think it's a terrible case scenario that my, that, uh, I don't think it's a terrible case scenario that you're, you're, I'm going to call him your fucking <laughs> husband because you're not legally divorced yet. But like your, your, your husband with whom you're separating from, um, happens to have a relationship that seems to be like the only person he's seeing, you know, he's not showing the girls dating apps and doesn't mean the girls don't have to adjust. So my situation might've been more extreme, right? And a little bit more obstacles. I want to create something here because I think, Sugar, you have such a unique perspective. I want to kind of like ask Grace if the girls have said anything about it and give her the space to say that and then see, Sugar, if you have any advice because you've been been in their position. Yeah, it's... um I mean, I think that it's an interesting, <laughs> it's such an interesting space to play in, right? Um, okay, so with the girls, um, I asked them, like, if they wanted to. Like, I feel like I always interact with my girls, like they have a say in their life and uh, that that's a choice for them. And my two younger ones were super excited to, and they... Uh, really like her. Like she's awesome. Like she's so awesome. Um, so they really like her and they were really ready to, my older daughter was a little bit more gun shy. I think a little bit more awareness. I think a little bit more like, um, understanding of what that means, you know, like, I think Mm -hmm. like you were saying, like that, you know, your age has a perspective on how things occur to you and Mm -hmm. the impact of it. Um, and I think from my perspective, um, once the girls realized that they were still loved, that nobody was vanishing, that these people were still there, it has been like a new level of normal. And I'm really responsible and both really responsible about how we interact and speak around them. Um, in terms of like, they always get a say in, in how this goes. Like they don't, nobody forces them to go to anything. And, um, it's, it's open like for their choice. Like, I think that's a big portion of what gets lost Mm -hmm. a lot of times in a, in a conversation is like kids are forced to do. He and I have chosen that like the kids stay in the house and we're not shuffling them back and forth and that we move around in order to accommodate them. Like there's, there's definitely a different focus on on them, but that doesn't mean that they're not dealing with whatever they're dealing with, you know? And, and there's a lot of times where I go, I'm pretty sure that I would not like to talk to my parents about mm. any of this stuff. So we also make effort to have them like surrounded by a really great community and people that love them and know what's going on. I really admire that in, in a sense, coming from a personal place that you're so positive about the new girlfriend and she seems like a lovely person and a good person. I know that you're a really good judge of character, right? And I just have to say from personal experience, having been with a man who is divorced, uh, who was divorced and had children, the girlfriend, the stepmom is a very interesting position as well. And the fact that, you know, you are 
I think it takes a really special woman who's so committed to her kids that can recognize if there's a good woman on the other end of things, right? And especially as, as newly separated as you are. Um, and just to share a little bit about my story. My story is a little bit different. They were divorced for five years before I even met him. So there was a little bit more time, but I really was able to build, you know, I felt it's, it's hard to share your kids. Right. And, um, my Matt's ex-wife has been so incredibly, I'm just generous with me. I've, I've, I've completely fallen in love with those kids and I can't, I always say like, I can't imagine like sharing my kids with another woman. And I, I see that you're the mm. type of woman that you just want the best for your kids. And I think that makes such an extraordinary mother. And I'm even in this situation now where <laughs> I'm not even with Matt anymore. I mean, I was a significant part of the kids' lives for many, many years. So yeah. I'm not even with him anymore, but do you know how I see them now is actually through his ex-wife because her and I have a friendship and she recognizes that I just genuinely love those kids. And I just, I just see that same quality in you that you're mm -hmm. like, you know what, whatever my, I always said from the beginning that I was going to be whatever those kids needed. I wasn't going to be any distinction. I was just going to be whatever they needed, right? They needed a stepmom when I first met them. Now now that I'm no longer with their dad, I'm taking on more of an auntie role. Uh, you know, I'm aunt, I'm aunt Lindsay now. And I just, I'm really moved by your ability to see beyond the difficulties and look at what's best for your children. And I think that is what, that's what makes a fucking extraordinary woman. And I just like, I just see that in you. And I'm so grateful for Matt's ex-wife being that way with me because yeah. breaking up with him, like losing the kids was the hardest part of the breakup for me because I fucking <laughs> fell in love with them. You know, it was really hard and you know, little people have a way of having that effect on you. So the fact that you're such a stand for your kids in that way, I think is the best thing you can do for them. So, so wonderful that you say that and thank you and interestingly enough I don't know if I told you guys this but I got a half sister this year it's been a strange year I got a half sister this year from a sperm donation that my dad did a long long time ago and I never I've never met her um her name's <laughs> Anastasia she lives in Australia where I'm from uh, my a lot of my family have met her but the gift that she gave me was um and there's there's been a couple right like so one is I've known for a long time that I can't raise my kids on my own. And everyone on this call has had in or on this podcast has had interaction with my kids and contributes to them in, in different and wonderful and various ways. Like there's a particular freedom that comes from realizing that while you are your children's mother, that it takes a tribe to raise them and they need all sorts of input to turn out in their best, most freely self-expressed ways, right? Like you can't come to your mom and go like, hey mom, I think I want to go to a sex party, but you can totally go to Sugar or Lindsay. Like, you know, like, like, but, you know, like and maybe I'll be that type of mom, but I'm just saying like, it's good to know that there are different roles, but mm -hmm. having this like magical stepsister occur, like 
she showed up and I stalked her on Instagram because the upside of social media, right? I got to like get to know her from a distance and she's awesome. And I'm like, you're so freaking cool. And I, I fell like in love with her initially because I was like, we share genetic material. And then as I thought about it more, I was like, I don't know this woman from a bar of soap. Like really, like I'm looking at her social, I don't know what she grapples with. I don't know anything that she deals with. I don't know what she thinks about at all. Right. And I still loved her. And I, in that moment, I realized that I could actually like expand to love anyone that's in my life who has like positive intention for me. And it's in that space that I hold, like, I trust that like everyone who comes into my life and my children's life is there for a reason and, and that they are there to contribute something. And his new girlfriend is like cool. And my girls love her and they are not tainted by the stories of what timeline should be or how it should look or where it should go. They're just loved and they're having fun and they have fun and they're loved. And that's the part that I go, that's, that's the conversation that as adults, like Lindsay, I would never want you to not be around those kids, right? Like if, if, if I am their mother, like you are of love and of service and of support. And as a mom, and Katie knows this too, like it's an isolating experience for the most part. And I think that a lot of this stuff that shows up around this, like what, what is the right time to have your next partner? Like who is that next partner? What should they be doing? What should I be doing? Like it's all, it's all just freaking made up and families come together in all sorts of weird and wonderful ways. And it doesn't mean that it's not painful. Childbirth is also painful, I would say. Um, (laughs) But they just, right? Like, but it comes together in all sorts of weird and wonderful ways. And I just keep trying to surrender beyond where I surrender more. And that doesn't mean that there aren't conversations that I just am jealous of or mad about or whatever, but I just keep thinking like, what's possible? Like kids don't know how not to love. Like my girls are my biggest inspiration around this. Like they don't know how not to love unless you tell them not to love somebody. Like they love almost anything. We've got 30 something people in our house for the holidays. Like they love all of them in all different ways. And anyone else who shows up, they'll love them too. (laughs) I'm not even sure I love all the people that are showing up. So kids are a great learning experience. Well, this is sex 3.0, right? It's the road to happiness. And in this whole conversation, I'm like, what the fuck? Where's the happiness for Grace? And, and I really hear it shining through your, you keep saying your commitment to your children, to your now expanded family. Like, I don't even like people taking care of Cooper and he's four months old. So sharing your kids, I mean, this is just, is is this your your road to happiness? Is that what you would say? And this is your this is your this is the lessons you're learning on how to live that. Honestly, like five years ago, ten years ago, I wasn't capable of this level of conversation. Like I can see in my head how I would have taken this, and I would have been the victim of it, and I would have been upset by it. I just don't want to be sad you know, and I don't, not that I'm afraid of being sad. Like I can cry like girls. I mean, I spent half of this morning crying. Like I, 
I just let it pass through me like storm clouds. And then I go like, what is it that I want? I don't want to be miserable. Like I want to fall madly in love with somebody at some point. You know, I want to have amazing lovers between now and then. I want my girls to have amazing relationships. I want them to have an amazing relationship with their dad. I want to have an amazing relationship with their dad. I don't want stories and stigma and the way that it should be or what he should have done or blah, blah, blah to like taint the fact that I chose this. Like I chose to ask for a level up in my relationship and I got what I got. And it's just, and it's cool. Like I've never been happier. My business has never been more booming. My friendships have never been more intimate. I feel so supported and loved. Like I literally, like if I wanted to have him like harmed in some way, there are like, there's a line of people that are just like waiting there as backup. Like, like, but I don't, I just want us to like have the most amazing lives possible. And I want that for everyone. I want that for my kids' friends who are suffering because their parents can't, you know, face each other at the holidays. I want them to like have that ability. Like, and that means handling your stuff and and looking for the perspective like like crystal said like what's the perspective that you choose to have on it and you can choose i can choose to be the victim of my circumstance or i can choose to be the driver in my life and i drive my life and regardless of what shows up like i get to choose who he is for me and for me he will always be the the biggest gift giver because like those girls don't exist without him and anyone who doesn't respect that gift. Like that's more offensive to me than anything else. Like he is entitled to his life and to his happiness and I'm entitled to mine. And I'm also entitled to the impact that his happiness has on me. And I'm entitled, like one day he's going to have to deal with the fact that I post some super fucking smoking hot guy on my Instagram. Like, and maybe of them before I finally settle down or maybe a hundred. I mean, I don't know what he's going to have to grapple with. That's his deal. But like, like let's elevate like sex 3.0, right? Like let's elevate the conversation and have acceptance for all of us in everything that we want. So, so this is, this is all like super amazing and inspiring. And what I want to ask you for our listeners sake, what is your access getting to this place? Fuck girl, so much fucking personal development work. I mean, like, no shit. No shit. Like, straight up personal development work. I've done Tony Robbins, Alison Armstrong, Landmark. I read a shit ton of books. I am passionate about, like, the the potential of human development. Zen, religion, it'll all get you there. Like whatever you choose to have it, have it happen. Um, and, and then like a badass community of people. Yeah, totally. So, so, so there, I mean, I think we are super inspired by your stand and for our listeners out there, you know, who are going through this or any kind of situation in their life, like obviously transformational personal development work makes such a huge difference. Um, and obviously reach out to us if you want any access to the, the work that we've all on this podcast, we've done a shit ton of personal development work. <laughs> um, and be sure to send us your, your questions, your comments so you can access us on our Instagram at clip talk show. And, um, I just really want to thank grace today for just your 
tremendous vulnerability and being able to share even in a tremendous moment of this has been a fucked up week for you. <laughs> and, and, and just, yeah. And just being willing to come on and be real. And I just, I really, I know that this episode is going to make a difference for, um, for people who have either been in maybe will be, or are currently in a situation similar, whether you are the person separating the new girlfriend, like whatever, whoever you are, you know, yeah, there's no bad people in this scenario. There's no bad people. It's just people. people. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's fucking life, right? Like sometimes life sucks <laughs> a little bit. Um, a little or bit a or a big bit. bit, but it is. They're all just, they're yeah. all just people Everyone's doing their doing the best thing. they fucking can. Totally. And that's, I think that really is the kind of the accumulation of this episode is where, you know, unless you're like fucking evil, but I, I think most <laughs> people are good and, and we're all doing the best that we can and to have as much generosity and as much authenticity as we can and to do the best we can to develop as people and um just thank you grace for having the courage to and the grace to share your story Ooh. with us today and I, <laughs> I know it's making a difference for somebody out there and that's why we do this podcast so thank you so much for just being willing to share thank you guys and thank you clitorati for being such a dope ass space for fucking great conversations mm, that need totally. to be had it's my yeah. i love i love all y'all and like now it's back. Totally, so, let's have to <laughs> All right. And with that, Clitorati, we will see you next Tequila Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe. But only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if we're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, it's very much appreciated and thank you.